Good morning. Welcome to the All 49ers show. That's Jose Sanchez. I'm Grant Cohn. The regular season is almost over. The Niners have a uh, a really tough game this week against the Arizona Cardinals, who are um, the biggest one of the biggest embarrassments in the NFL. I mean, yeah. they could be the worst team. So we'll, we're probably going to talk about that game very little. We're going to start off by talking about the game. Not like, will the Niners win, but like who should they play? Christian Wait, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has a mild ankle sprain, and Debo Samuel's coming back from a from a from a knee, foot, ankle, something or other. Do you think they should play in this game against the um, powerhouse that is the Arizona Cardinals? No, no, not at all. <laughs> why would you have? Why would you play them against, like you said, arguably the worst team in the league right now? They're trotting out. We just looked it up. They're trotting out their their uh, their four string quarterback. David Blau, David Blow, whatever his last name is to pronounce it. It's <laughs> this is this should be one that you should win in your sleep. And to, to push on that point, I think a lot of us thought that last week going into that Las Vegas game against the Raiders. But the, the difference is like the Raiders actually have like talent what on is, offense yeah. to actually yeah. fear around where it's just okay, it was always just Kyler, but he's gone. That's a huge, huge weapon gone. James Connors, whatever. And then it's just and then it's just DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, Marquise Brown too, but it's not like he's really done much. And I, I think I think this is one that the defense should not be struggling with much. They shouldn't allow any more than like 13 points in that game. And then the offense just has to really just it doesn't really have to do much. I think the Cardinals have pretty much been one, two, three Cancun for the last several weeks. You don't need Christian McCaffrey in that game because Jordan Mason is more than capable of every time he gets the ball, the guy always runs for like five plus yards per carry. And then Debo Samuel, you've already been without him. There's just no point. And I know there's gonna there might be like pushback or thought of, well, you need to get these guys at the speed, get the like, you know, their game shape, whatever, get get their feet wet again, which yeah, it's cool, but you know, it's not worth the risk or re-aggravating of an injury or making it worse. It, it, it's just not, especially against the Cardinals. If this was like a must-must-win game, and I know they got to win it, to, you know, to advance further, but it, it's not worth the risk, man. It's not at all. I agree with that. The, the one thing that maybe Kyle Shanahan might argue is, look, there's a very good chance, that, a good chance the Niners could get the number one seed, in which case they'll have a bye week next week. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I just want to get Debo and Christian's feet wet, give them a few plays just so that they don't have two weeks off in there. Well, Debo's had a bunch of weeks off, but just so they're not rusty. I know there's a risk with playing them at all, but maybe they're, the Niners could do something like that, like get them a little playing time, but like basically – win without them yeah yeah i thought that too especially with debo yeah. well this is before the mccaffrey injury too like if debo is like hey if you get want to get them in there i could see them putting them in for like you know limited snaps like get them no more than 15 20 or something like that maybe take him out at halftime you should be up 17 at halftime i'm just saying you should yeah. be we'll, he'll probably end up giving them like 10 10 like looks or 10 snaps 10 12 snaps in the first half then it'll be like a third in the second half as like as like courtesy be like we're not taking i don't know whatever and then hopefully, I, I, I wish I could trust, you know, Kyle to actually do that, especially with McCaffrey. But it might be like, oh, it's just a minor sprain. You know what's going to happen? You're going to show up today. He's going to say McCaffrey out or limited. Um, he's going to say I'd limited. Say he's going to say limited. Out. Oh, okay. Maybe Pretty even out. go tomorrow yeah. out and then yeah. just do a Friday limited. But only because of the rain, dude. You already know how the rain yeah. is. But supposedly it's today it's supposed to be like their best look. So maybe they do give him a limited status and then just like limit him the rest of the week. But when you guys leave, he doesn't play at all. Um, yeah, I I can see that going on. I just you, you just don't really you just don't really need these guys. Is it worth the risk? And plus, you know, you yeah. guys have these guys tied in past 
beyond this year. So it's not just about this year, about like re-injuring them. It's about like for future, what happens if like right. something else happens or, you know, you have them under contract. These are your players for the next couple years. It's, it's not worth also the future and the now at the same time. It's a good week to be conservative, right? Uh, considering yeah. it, it's it's the Cardinals. They, they look like they're tanking. They're starting a quarterback that we don't know how to pronounce his name. I know he went to <laughs> Purdue. It's either Bl- Blau. It could be Blau. It could be Bluff. It could be Bluff. Bluff. It could be Bluff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, so he's 0-6 in his career. He's almost like like the human tank, uh, the, the CJ <laughs> Ruther, the, the Nate Sudfeld. I don't think he's Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, nope. that, I mean, he was uh, – he was kind of like the Brock Purdy, you know, he was, that was crazy. Yeah. That's all I thought. I was like, is this Brock Purdy 2.0 with the Raiders? Yeah. Real quick before, can we get off topic for a second? I like Jerry Stidham. I liked him coming out of college. I felt he, he was at Auburn, which was a terrible offensive scheme. And now he's been, you know, learning this Patriot scheme for four years. He's got a good arm. He moves decently. I think the Raiders should give him a chance, man. Cause what, what's the alternative? Go sign Jimmy. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, I think, they, I think he's a free agent. Though I think he's a free agent, so they have to sign him back, and then maybe sign another David Blow. Okay, so David Blow. Thank so you. so their quarterback is Joe Blow. So the, okay, so they're starting Joe Blow at quarterback. <laughs> I think the Niners should be able to beat the Cardinals and Joe Blow without Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. All right, can we call him Joe Blow from now on? I'm calling him Joe Blow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling him David Blow. <laughs> All right, so that's our preview of this pivotal Week 18 matchup. Do you think the Niners are going to get the number one seed? Just so you know, it comes down to them and Philly. They play at the same time. Philly's playing uh, 125, well, 425 Eastern against the Giants, who are not sitting their starters. And the Niners are playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Assuming the Niners win this game, I guess it comes down to what you think is going to happen in the other game. You think the Niners are going to get that number one seed? Uh, I'm confident the Niners are going to win this game. And at this point, it's just all, all, all circles circling that game between the Eagles and the Giants. I'm going to have the tablet open up and be like, what's going on in this game? What's going on? Just to see if things are going to get interesting. I, I did that for the Packers-Vikings game last week. Um, that, yeah, man, I, I watched the Eagles against the Saints. I don't know if you caught any of that. I watched maybe like a, almost like a good half. I saw oh, a part cool. of it, yeah. Kind of kind of yeah. tuning in and out. But I'm just like, Gardner Minshew stinks. He's not that good. He, mm. he had like a nice sweet throw to AJ Brown, but overall, it's like really you you're at home. You can't you can't you're struggling. You got a great team, like you got all these players around you, and you're ten points, huh? Okay, but it's the same thing, like you said, like weeks ago. And it's funny because we a few weeks ago we we're just like number one seed, it's on the table, and I was like, yeah, I give them a chance. I'm just I'm pushing on it, and it's like wow, they actually lost two in a row because it wasn't so much just because of it's what the Eagles are going to do, but it's like look at the opponents, you know, they're they're playing the Saints. You know, maybe I, I was like the Cowboys that could have lost, but I don't see them losing to the Saints. Um, but now all of a sudden the Giants, you know, they're locked into their they're locked into their seed. They're not really playing for anything. But at that point, right. it might be for like momentum and for pride because you know the Eagles curb stomped them last time. They've only won two games in like the last couple months. The Giants. I mean, I'd just be scared about Saquon yeah. for the Giants. Yep, that's a good point. That's true. He's their entire offense, right? Look, I mean, here's yeah, the thing. Anyone else other than him? <laughs> I, I think I think the Giants could win this game. Because Philly, to me, like you, you just mentioned that Gardner Minshew isn't good. Yeah, that's true. And then their defense. I was looking at it. Everyone says they have a really good defense. But since they lost their first game to the to Washington and gave up 32 in that uh, in that game, they've played eight games, including that one, and they've given up 24.1 points per game in that stretch, which is terrible. So uh, it looks like they're kind of collapsing. They peaked early. and lost a lot of players, I, I think. They, yeah, I mean – I'm not saying the Giants are good or great, but they could definitely win this game. 
and the Niners certainly could be the number one seed. And I think that would be huge. When they went to the Super Bowl in 2019, they had a bye. They were at home. They didn't travel at all. And I think, you know, you want that. So it could happen. It's very real. The Giants, I think the Giants are good at this point. I think I think you got to give them credit to that. You they're know, well coached. They're going to – that's going to go to a future topic we're going to talk about here later. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, how, the fact that they came this – I mean, I really thought – I fold, I was like, you know what? They started – what, they started like 5-0 and or 5-2, and whatever, something like that. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Plenty of ugly yeah. teams always do that, and then they collapse, and they, they didn't collapse. They've been hanging around with the best of them. It, it, yeah. It's crazy to see. So, yeah, I definitely can see the Giants beating the Eagles – um, I, I just, I, I feel like this is something where it's like, everything's turning the direction for the Eagles to lose. And it needs a lot to happen for the, or not for a lot to happen for the giants, but I just feel like it's, it's almost too good to be true. So I don't think the Niners are going to get the number one seed. I think they're going to get a number two seed because obviously all they need to do is beat the Cardinals to at least finish second and put them against the seventh seed. Um, but the first seed, I just think, and the Eagles and that home too against the giants, um, I know it's a division game, so a lot of things can happen. I just I just feel like it's almost a too good to be true moment. And I, I, I think the Niners aren't gonna get it. I think the Eagles are just I think the Eagles are barely gonna escape from the Giants. They're gonna they're gonna be panicked and it's gonna be like an escape game where they barely win by like a field goal or something like that. Yeah. Um I guess so. I, I guess so. I, I just feel like uh with Gardner Minshew, anything's possible because there's something about him. He's he's a loser. <laughs> he puts up he puts up good numbers, but man, he was he, you know, he didn't win in, in college. He he was uh, on the Jaguars losing a lot. And it's, it's, it's a guy who just seems accustomed to losing. That's what he's normal. That's what he does. So, Okay, here's the, here's the reason why I would think, and the same reason that you said why the Niners would get it and the Eagles would lose, is also the, the running game is absent as hell. It's not there. It's non-existent. I mean, you called that even before he started. It's like, how's the running game going to fare? Miles Sanders benefited a lot. I mean, we talked, we talked about it on the Pro Bowl show. Miles Sanders benefits tremendously because Jalen Hurts is that threat and it opens it all up. Kind of the same uh-huh. way Debo was his first game and a half with Trey Lance, with Trey. and all of a sudden he hasn't been able to hit it as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it, it, it's not, like, shocking. So that they've lost that element, and now it's pretty much just Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, let's go right. out there with Gardner Minshew, and he's not executing right. and playing anywhere near close to that as well. And then the defense, right. has, has, defense has been playing bad, but it's like they're not consistent anymore, I think. Yeah. So the defense is falling apart. The run game's non-existent. It's a one-dimensional offense led by Gardner Minshew. What could go wrong? The Gi- the Niners definitely have a, a, a shot here. Brutal. It's just too bad. I think well, it's not too bad. I'm sure the NFL did it on purpose, but I was I was expecting the Giants would and the Eagles would play before the Niners. So the Niners could watch the game and if the Giants won, they could sit all their players. But um it's uh, not going down like that. It's yeah. not going down like that. What adjustments do we need going into the playoffs? Well, um, on offense, defensively, I feel like uh, D'Amico can't let another one of these games happen where they get no sacks. You can't just rely on a four-man pass rush. If it's not getting there, then you got to – let's see the, the creative blitzes that you have up your sleeve, D'Amico, because all the best defensive coordinators have pressures that they can go to. you got to be able to generate Yeah, pressure. how many times do you think you even blitz? Do you not – do you a, count that? A couple? No, I don't count it. But, I mean, th- I mean they had that nice one I remember with uh, D'Amador. Like, dude, you gotta generate. You have to be able to generate pressure. Yeah, I remember that most, one. Yeah, I think he That's called maybe like one. four blitzes the whole game. I feel like I don't think right. he clipped five. Because so, yeah. coverage is an issue with this team, and you can't fix mm-hmm. that. Like, you can't make down. You can't make Mosley come back. So you got to be able to generate pressure. His game plan was under- definitely to sit back and make Stidham throw, make a mistake, and Stidham was like, "I'm not a rookie." Which yeah, is crazy. it was super conservative. I get that. You don't know Stidham, and it's his first start. But it, you didn't adjust mid game at all. 
there's no film on him either. It's not like you're gonna watch right. film from two, three years ago, and this all, it's like it makes no sense. That is true. That is true. Offensively, right. offensively. What about offensively adjustments? For me, uh, to me, it's the adjustment Kyle made in the, the half halfway through this last game. Like spread the ball around. Spread, thank not, you. Spread, spread the, the damn ball. ball it, not every play has to go to McCaffrey, even though he's no. that good. But the offense is better when everyone's involved. There's, there's you can use McCaffrey as a decoy. He's he's good at that. I, I felt like the whole Ray Ray forty two yard screen was. Uh, worked because there was an initial fake to McCaffrey that the defense honored. Like that stuff is that stuff works. Ray Ray's good. Jawan's good. Ayuk is good. Kittle is obviously good. He's been back, but I mean, the more you can spread spread it out and keep the offense balanced, the better it is. Freaking better it is. Yeah. Get Jordan Mason balanced. some more carries, which is nothing yeah. wrong with like the holding McCaffrey thing. Is like, hey, you hold McCaffrey out, now you can really, really see what you have with McCaffrey. I mean, with Mason, because I know they like Kyle like to say, oh, we trust him. They give him like the random like four carries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, which is like, trust him. like you give him mixed messages here. You say you trust him, you actually do, but then you don't in the earlier games. <laughs> I don't get it. So at least this game, it's like now we really can see what he got. We get him on some momentum, and all of a sudden, maybe Kyle gets in belief, like, hey, I can actually run him more in games. And all of a sudden, yeah. now your offense is unstoppable. I really think Mason's the last pillar to go to tip over to make them unstoppable. Because then you get that one-two punch, and you spread it around. I agree. Wow. And this is a really good game for Kyle Shanahan to, like, give other players some chances and develop some trust in him. Go to Ray. This this game should be featuring Jordan Mason, Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray uh, McLeod. Because those are three players who have performed and produced all year and really have deserved an uptick in usage all year and haven't gotten it because the Niners are stacked. So this is a great game to reward those three in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- TDP too, he's played well recently. Yeah, Keith Murphy's. Yep. I mean, even Tyler Croft's been playing well, Ross Dwelly, whatever happened to him. <laughs> Keith Murphy says Saints defense was stout against us as well. That defense is pretty talented. I wasn't surprised Philly struggled with them. It is pretty good defense. They do have some good players. Uh, Victor Victor Perez says Lane Johnson out for Philly and Giants pass rush has been good. Oh man, I'm telling you, man. I'm Kevon telling Thibodeau you, is a beast, man. Yep, and that Philly team feels like it's collapsing. I don't. I, even if the Niners don't get the number one seed, I'm not sure that Philly's going to last, and the Niners are going to have to go there. You know what I'm saying? They feel like they're collapsing. Doesn't it kind of feel like the NFC Championships game is going to be Niners Cowboys? That'd be tight. I hope so. Yeah, it kind so. of feels like, like a blast from the past, right? Uh, Zane says, I know it's way too early to talk about free agency and we need O-line, but do we have enough cap space to target free safety Jesse Bates and de-tackle Deron Payne? Um, that's a good question. I don't know <clears throat> that they're probably going to be pretty expensive, but I, I don't think the Niners need to go that direction. I mean, they could. You could. That's expensive, though. Wouldn't you rather get like a right tackle that's better than Mike McGlinchey? I haven't even looked at who's on there. Right tackle. Defense tackle would be cool, but Darren Payne would Darren be a starter. They're not going to have yeah. someone start over Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. So yeah, I, don't think you, I don't think you're going to get Darren Payne as like a rotational guy. Right. They're already super invested at, def- at defensive tackle. You probably have, have to have... maybe another edge rusher, like an actual starting edge rusher. Because I think last week, if anything indicated against the against the Raiders game, which surprisingly, I don't know why it brought me back to our 2019 topic we talked about last year. And I was like, yeah. that is why 2019 defense is better than the 2022 defense is because you didn't have to blitz and yeah. you knew they were going to win. It's it's, it's really Nick Bosa a bust. And Eric Armstead, he's been a beast. He takes on three guys at once, playing times a game and everything yeah. like that. But he's not really like pass rush elite. He's, he's decent. Right. He's solid elite, but he's not pass rush. They don't really have a pass rush, a pass rush guy who's really that good. Buckner. Buckner. They had Buckner. Buckner. Buckner and was really good. Ford 
And then Armstead yeah. was good as the fourth option. That's why he had yeah. 10 sacks. So that's true. That's it's true. gone. Yeah. Um, G.I. Jones says trap game 2.0 watch. Kyle loves to play down to his competition. Why? Man, if they lose to true. David, if they lose to Joe Blow, oh, man, yeah. that'll be what? But the whole yeah, NFC. checked out. They're not playing yeah. for anything. The NFC, the entire NFC is falling apart. BT Dub, shout out to your pops. Much love for y'all. Thank you, Zane. Appreciate it. My dad's had a cough for three weeks, man. I hope that goes away. The whole chat section was trying to think of ways to fix it. They're like, you try this, try this tea. It's like, okay. <laughs> Mr. Daniel Darko says, uh, do you think we can see more Womack in this game? Yeah, That's right. another guy, man. That's another guy. If the Niners are up and you can get some guys, some young guys in who have shown promise, do it. Because you might need him in the playoffs. It's a good Would game to nice. like develop some confidence in people that you haven't nice. done that yet. EZO says, bigger picture, this – hold on. Bigger picture, this is secondary. In regards to the Bengals and Bills game, okay. How do you think the NFL should move forward? It may not be a popular choice. I say call it a tie. Season is almost over. They're going to play the game. They're going to have so? to play the game. You think so? I just don't know how, though. I mean, me considering the NFL, they're going to play it a thousand percent. And I think personally, should they play it? I mean – it's kind of come down to a lot of it. I mean, how's it going to work? I mean, I'm, I guess it would depends on how other teams would feel about it. Like, hey, what if we called this a tire? What if we just canceled it? How would you guys feel or something like that? I feel like a lot of teams would be remorseful, whether it's genuine or not, because they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to be that guy that stands up because I'm just like, no, they got to play it because some guys like in critical condition, they're going to look hella bad. Um, but yeah, that, this is a tough one. I, I don't know. I, all my cousins in the group chat were thinking how it would work out. And I'm just like, dude, this is this is crazy. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I I have a suggestion they're not going to do it. But what if you just canceled the games this weekend, the entire, all the games, out of respect for – Push everything uh, back? That uh, and then it's push everything back. And then and then Monday night, the Bills and the Bengals play. Like it's last Monday. They just push everything back. And then next next weekend is week 18. And then everything gets pushed back until the Super Bowl. And, and you just have no bye week before the Super Bowl. Now, they're not going to do that. But that seems like an easy way to, to solve it. Um, I don't know. See what they could. What they're probably going to do is just cancel this game, and that sort of hands the number one seed to Kansas City, which I no one cares about right now, and that you shouldn't. But it just seems like the other solution, just like cancel all the games this weekend, out of respect for for this poor guy who's still fighting for his life, and that's really what everyone's thinking about. Um, that could have been that could have been an effective solution. Yeah, they're, they're in a tough spot. I, I mean, I, I still think they're going to play it because I think they always look at the dollar bills no matter what. That's why it took them so long to Obviously. Out, cancel the game. Obviously. Um, and, but if they did try to play it, I'm trying to envision like, damn, how would – I mean, they're going to do it after after the season finale and already in three, four days. What are you going to do, push them next week into the wild card round? Then it's like, do you push the wild card round backwards? Because since those games are yeah. like technically not sitting – there's no schedule for that win. There's already right. scheduled set for 18. That's why I think – I don't think they would cancel this one. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think canceling this game, making a tie, whatever it may be, might be the best solution because that one's easier than just, like, we got to deal with, like, all the other 30 teams and cancel their games and figure it out. That, that feels more of a hassle. It's going to be a very emotional weekend with these games. I mean, you're going to see a lot of players crying during games. It's, it just feels like too soon, you know. I mean, this guy is still in the hospital, and this is what we're all thinking about. Um I'm not saying they shouldn't play, but it just – if they had canceled this weekend's games and pushed it all back, I don't think anyone would have complained about it. I think a lot of people would have been like, yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to do it. Moving on. Um, Haha says, I'm concerned with Huff long-term at safety when he keeps getting burned. What can we do to mitigate his flaws during the playoffs? Rush the quarterback better. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they've the been asking better. his flaws for a good portion of the year anyways, but now I, I don't think since – 
I think now all, all that's all that armor is officially worn off throughout the season as people have gotten those looks is now they're not getting fooled as easily or as, or as often I would say because yeah. now it's like the, and the dude just commits too much and I think I think Huff especially on that opening drive to Darren Waller he just he just he just believes so much in what he sees with his eyes mm-hmm. he's, he's believing in too much and that's why he commits so early and then that's why he just lets Waller just slip in behind him when he's supposed to have that deep zone it's yeah. just he, he's getting he's getting he's become a liability like the last like five to seven games hardcore every week yeah he went from being instinctual to being a liability right like the time ever since the Tyreek Hill game which again yeah. I have no problem he he beats the best of them who cares but he also got beat that last game I think was against the Chargers or yeah. who did they play the last game and then he's had other games like down the line where it's like dude every week there's something like all right now you're, now we're, now we're kind of like come on man we got we got to turn it down it's the playoffs is right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's almost like, hey, can we get Jaquaski Tart back in there? Just someone who doesn't make no, hell of big mistakes yeah. and give up long touchdowns. At least Huff mixed up where we're getting picks. That's true. Um, Steve M says, how do you feel about the Niners versus Packers? Yikes. When? Uh, when? Here's what concerns me about this game. Um, the Packers have a legit defense all of a sudden with, I mean, really good DBs. They just destroyed Minnesota and shut down Justin Jefferson. So I'd like to know. I, I don't think Purdy has faced a defense with a with a secondary like that. Um, and then on offense, like teams have gotten wide receivers open deep against the Niners consistently the last two months. And it's just really been down to like, can the offense block it? And can the quarterback hit the throws? And it's freaking Aaron Rodgers. And right now he's got two rookie wide receivers who are fast and getting down the field and he's not going to miss those throws. So um, I do think the Niners should beat the Packers, but I feel like it's not like that's, probably the the team they would least want to fate. And that's a good reason for them to go for that number one seed because, damn, dude, Aaron Rodgers is going to be going after – he's going to go after Lenore and Hufunga relentlessly, man. Are you kidding me? And he's going to hit the throws. Going to hit him. If you thought – dude, Jerry Stidham was looking like Rodgers last week. Rodgers is Rodgers. (laughs) Yeah, Jerry Stidham also had like an arsenal of of, uh, weapons. I mean, McCaffrey. Why can't you say McCaffrey? You just throw it up to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I was about to say, if Aaron Rodgers saw Devontae Adams, then I'd be like, okay, no, I'm scared. But Christian Watson, I know he's turned it up like the last several weeks. That that guy, Robino Dobbs, Dubes is pretty solid. Um, Obviously, their tight end and running backs, I I just don't, I just don't think, I think the only way the Niners get gassed like that is when you have like that good, like the good, actual good wide receivers. I don't really think it matters who the quarterback is because we've seen times this year where even average quarterbacks can gas their defense or deep. I, I really think the level of play of the quarterback it's kind of moot just as long as they're average. It's really like, well, who are the skill players? Who are the skill guys? Because we saw Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. That's true. Monte Adams all find like easily getting behind all these guys. Whereas the Packers is like, eh. I mean, even commanders. I mean, you know, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, all these guys. Like they're really they're, they're good. Pretty solid players. Dotson. 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 Yeah. Miami. Jahan Dotson. Yeah. yeah. Or even Miami game. Tyree Kill and all these guys were getting wide open. Yeah, and it's just freaking Tua can hit water from a boat. Yeah, it's true. That's uh, Tampa too. But, I mean, like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to make a case for Green Bay here. Aaron Jones is a hell of a player. Um, Watson, and Dobbs are, Watson and Dobbs are fast. I mean, they can get down the field, and maybe they'll drop the ball. But if they're open, Rodgers isn't going to miss them. Look, the only thing I'm saying, the, my, the reason I'm concerned for the Niners in this matchup is because I'm losing confidence in the Niners' defense. I don't know what's going on with that unit. I, lo- I love their offense. Their offense is money. But, again, they their offense hasn't faced deep uh, secondary like they're going to face. Um, those guys are smothering. And Ayuk's going to have a tough challenge. But, yeah, I'm really concerned about the Niners' defense. What's up with that? And you, now you got to face Aaron Rodgers? Okay. 
now you reminded me of a topic I forgot I was going to bring up. This is why the 49ers defense doesn't need to be elite as much anymore. It's the offense. The offense, the offense yeah. turned it around now. And after Good seeing point. that last game, it was like, you know what? That article I wrote months and months ago, it's like they need to be top tip shape or, never, or they're, gonna, they're, they're never going to win. They're the yeah. ones that have to steer the ship into success. It's not necessary anymore. We just no. saw in this last game. And I know it was the Raiders. It was the Raiders defense. But that game was definitely a battle. That game yeah. was a battle. When oh, yeah. out with the offense and Purdy's clicking. I mean, that was Purdy's worst game. And he was still fine. He was still fine. Yeah. The running game was yeah. doing good. There was he was crushing. He scored 37 points. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I, I would say if you scored 37 points, you're looking pretty stout. <laughs> you're yeah. looking pretty good. So now it's like, you know, the defense will let up some more points. I'm sure you can let up more like 7, 10 points a game. Why? Because the offense is scoring 7, 10, 14 plus points a game now with, with Purdy and McCaffrey. It's looking well good. It's looking it's looking a lot more balanced now. Uh, G-Code Travels Vlog says, if Bosa doesn't uh, pass Alden Smith sack total or tie, who's has a, be- a better – I can't read it. I can't read today. Who's a better impact season, Bosa 2022 or Smith 2012? Uh, Damn. Damn. For- <laughs> Reaction to, on crowd singing too short. I'm not surprised. Everyone loves "Blow the Whistle." It's a great song. Everyone knows that word or that song. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess you'd have to say Bosa. Alden's was heavily tied into Justin Smith, and as good as Eric Armstead is, he missed most of the season this year. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as Justin Smith, and Bosa did this mostly on his own. So I'd have to say Bosa. Bosa's a better player than Alden Smith was. And I would say Alden Smith benefited from a secondary, specifically safeties, where receivers and quarterbacks couldn't really go across the middle because they knew they'd get, you know, <laughs> tombstone pile driven to the grave. God. Oh, yeah. It's true. Uh, 2012 cap on this team, are they winning the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know, man. You still got to go through Patrick Mahomes. Friend. You still got to go through Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes. Dude, the, the, those AFC teams are, are uh, pretty daunting, man. I still don't know if an NFC team's going to win this year. We'll see. We shall see about that. Patrick Mahomes, just seeing him in person two months ago, it's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Like he, he, he's a little bit like young Aaron Rodgers, but bigger, and a much better competitor. I always felt like there was a little bit of a dog in in Eric uh, in Rodgers in the sense that like if he's losing late and he has a good QB rating, he's kind of like accepts the loss, accepts defeat. I feel like Mahomes sort of has that never say die mentality like Brady has, but he has Rodgers' skill set in a bigger frame i mean he's the best i think i've ever seen but i've never seen josh allen in person we'll have to see how that and, and there's also brock purdy who's very good so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> keith murphy says i don't want rogers with a chance of vengeance he could erase a lot of demons with that win against us go lions yeah it's true there's no guarantee that the packers even make it in the playoffs they could lose <sighs> all right no nah, i want to see them. that's kind of the reason why I, I would say if that would be a reason why i don't want the niners to win the square seat i want to see them i want to see that packer that's gonna be sweet come on we know that's gonna be sweet I mean, what's the alternative? Like, like Lions, Seattle. Yeah, dude. Enough. I've seen enough of Seattle. Seattle can't. I beat definitely do not want to see Seattle. Happen. I'm down for no. the Lions. I wouldn't be mad at the Lions, but I really want to see Green Bay. Yeah. All right. We ask this question every week, but his case gets stronger every week. Do you think Kyle Shanahan will win the Coach of the Year? Will win? Should win? Answer however you want. Uh, he definitely deserves recognition and should be close, but no, he should not win it. It's got to be Brian Dabble of the Giants. It's got to be mm-hmm. Brian Dabble of the Giants. Mm-hmm. I understand, like, the, oh, hey, three quarterbacks. No, 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 no. That wasn't three quarterbacks. One is a guy who he's known for years and years, just went to the NFC title game last year. I get it. Missed out training yeah. camp, da, 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 but he knows him. How are we yeah. going to say this whole point? It was a seamless transition, but give him credit for that. You missed me. Shut up. 
Yeah, Trey Lance, <laughs> that's a good he point. Barely a good point. He barely yeah. started. And I would make the case with Brock Purdy too. Seamless trans. People are saying seamless transition because they both have um not similar skill set, but you know they're the same. They're the same style of quarterback. I would say same sure. style where you don't have to change much, if any. Um, yeah. I of course credit because he was a borderline drafted free agent, last pick of the draft. That's that's huge, man. You can overcome all this. But what's different from Kyle Shanahan this year than we've seen in years past? Just that. <laughs> it's just that because he finally was able to excel with the backup quarterback that he did in 2021 or years yeah. past. That's yeah. literally all I see, to be honest. I mean, that's great. Credit. He deserves recognition. Maybe he should be number two, number three. It's Brian Dabble. No one, you cannot tell me anyone picked the Giants to be in the right. playoffs, be anywhere close to this many wins they have now. You can't even, like I said earlier, you can't name more than Saquon Barkley on offense other than Daniel Jones and Kayvon Thibodeau. You can't. You cannot. No one can. And, oh, you're going to name some of the old Landon Collins. Sure. They just signed him, though, like several weeks ago. Yeah. You cannot name anyone on this team. What he's doing there is just magnificent. He deserves it all because yeah. they should have won no more than six games this year. But he's turned them from a, like a laughing stock, a dumpster fire, a trash bin into a playoff contender that could actually make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. They might not go f- past the wildcard round, but I don't think they're going to just lay it down. Brian Devil has those guys playing magnificently and a lot of it, all the success, it, almost all, all of it to him. Yeah. I mean, if the award is which team, which coach is getting his team to uh, outperform his talent level the most, then it should be him. If the award is who's the coach on the best team, then it should go to Andy Reid. They have the most wins. Or you could go to Kyle, I guess. I'm with That's you. I mean, weird thing every year, right? With this with this award especially. If if Kyle if Kyle had gone to Purdy week three, if Kyle had stuck with to his guns and when Trey went down, if he had gone to Purdy in week two immediately. I like, think more, uh, yeah. Like Dick Vermeil did in 99 when Trent Green went down and he went with Kurt Warner. I don't know what his options were, but the fact that, you know, it kind of feels like Purdy saved Kyle's ass. You know what I mean? Like Kyle didn't go with Purdy. He went with Jimmy. And we all knew how that story was going to end. And it felt frustrating. But Jimmy, you know, ended up getting hurt. Uh, frankly, Thankfully, not in a career-threatening way. Purdy comes in and, wow, what a story. If yeah. Kyle had done it, had seen it and, and uh, gone this way earlier, then, yeah, I would have to say coach of the year. But it kind of feels like. No, like maybe Purdy should be rookie of the year and Lynch should be executive of the year, but I can't give it to Kyle. Now, it's it's a regular season award, and uh, that's kind of silly. Like we're ultimately going to remember what Kyle does in the playoffs this year, and oh, if yeah. he wins the Super Bowl, then it's then it's his best coaching year yet. So the the uh, the book is still to be written. I think that's why, like you said, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, all those great coaches never really win it. They it's never always, win it. Always yeah. gone to like first year, second year coaches because it's yeah. like it's pretty much. Who can rise above the ashes, above all the, you know, the dried up banana peels that everyone buried you in from all the trash? And Dabo said me. He said I got me. another contender. Cause he's a, he's a, is he a first year guy or a second year guy? First year guy. Ryan Dabble? First yeah. year. He was another first year guy. Another Last first year, year guy. Buffalo. The dude in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell. Now I know they're not like a juggernaut and they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl, but like. He's probably in the conversation. No, not mean, probably he's, a, he's a first year coach with what? 12 wins. So, so. I'm just saying. Uh, you know who's not in the conversation? Mike McDaniel. Not anymore. My God. The Niners, like, pounded them into submission. Wow, that team was fraudulent. But they did the Niners exposed it. Buffalo in that, in that snowy game. They were getting snowballs to the dome. Oh, yeah, like four months ago. That's true. Adam says, why do we keep oh, saying we, we are – Oh, was it? Oh, my bad. You're right. Maybe Adam like says oh, – You're right. You're right. You're right. Why do we keep saying we're going to play the Packers? I look every day. Seahawks have the last spot. 
Seattle plays the Rams in the last game, I think. They play Seattle in the last game, uh, the Rams, and I think it's at home. So Seattle needs to lose. No, no, no. The reason why we say Green Bay is because all Green Bay needs to do is win and you're in. Win and you're in. And they're playing Detroit at home. Whereas if Seattle wins, they need Green Bay to lose. Yes, they need Green Bay to lose. Because as soon as Seattle wins, Detroit's out. There you go. Sean O'Leary says, guys, I live in Chicago, surrounded by Wisconsin ex-Pat Packer fans. They want no part of the 49ers. None. <laughs> we are the pre-2004 Yankees to their Red Sox. Yeah, well, I mean, they know what happens when they play the 49ers. In the playoffs especially, they just get mollywopped, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> they, it's just, I wouldn't want any part of them. And Patio, uh 63 says, I heard you listen to Briss and SOBRB. I knew I messed with you. You're the best in the game. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, RIP Briss. Shout out Mac J. All right, let's keep, let's keep going. Uh, all right, you wrote an article about this yesterday. This was really interesting. Um, Brandon Ayuk was so clutch in this last game. Started off slow, had a drop early. But on the final drive of regulation, I mean, they went to him like every freaking play. And he had four catches. Uh, I think four catches, four first. I mean, he was, he was like Jerry Rice out there. And after the game, Kyle Shanahan was asked about him, and his answer was like, yeah, you know, I thought he really rebounded after a rough start. And I was like, what do you like, – me and Jennifer Lee Chan immediately like, well, what do you mean about that rough start? And he was like, well, you know, it's not all about catches and this stuff away from the play. And that's how Kyle is with Brandon Ayuk. He's always – he was good, but, you know, I don't want this to get to his head, and I want to even it out and keep it real. What do you think of the way that Kyle Shanahan talks about Brandon Ayuk? I don't know. I'm just wondering if, like, Brandon really has, like, not an attitude issue, but, like, maybe there's, like, he knows, he knows, like, the barriers that are keeping his ego within his mind is not strong. So as soon as there's maybe, like, a stretch of games that he looks great in, he doesn't want to funnel that so it overflows and breaks his barriers and he becomes back to that 2021 version in the beginning of the year that he didn't like. Because he go, he does this no matter what to him all the time. And, it's more than just that drop. I thought it was just the drop, which is why also in the article I wrote the drop and maybe other plays, like maybe he missed blocks, maybe he wasn't like putting his energy into it early on. And that's why I think maybe he was. Maybe he didn't put his energy into it and it's like plays away from it. Because I've seen Juwan Jennings literally against the commanders drop a ball that led to a pick and he just comes back and he just goes to him like nothing. Um, maybe mm. it's because he also expects more to Ayuk because he knows Ayuk is one of the best players on the team. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I get that and, it, and maybe he's not fully established. But I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can explain of why he's being too harsh on him. But I know I, I just know the tip of the cap to Ayuk when he went up there in the podium and he pretty much said like, "Yeah, like didn't like the way it started." Yeah, I recognize. Pretty sure Kyle went away from me after that. I think that's why. And as right he should. So, he said, "As he should." As he should. He said, right? Yeah, so. he said that. Yeah, something like that. As you should, rightfully so. So it's like it's like yeah, because you had the you had the drops, you had the easy one right there, and you just said, "No, nah, I don't want to catch it." So I mean, that's I me. Mean, that's your job. And he's but he's having a lot of the drops this year. It's really bad. And he needs to pick that up. No, I think I, he's had some, he's had a lot of targets. I think I looked. I think it's seven drops this year. I think he's got six percent. It, it could be better. But um, what I want to say is like Kyle doesn't talk this way about Christian McCaffrey. If McCaffrey has a drop, Mick makes a mistake. They're not going away from Christian McCaffrey. Like this is a, an Ayuk thing, and maybe it's because he hasn't gotten a second contract yet, or Kyle's trying to be you know tough love with them. But doesn't to me this kind of feels like a, a college dynamic in the sense like academics. I wasn't an athlete. I was a student. Uh, Kyle seems like that professor who's cool. Like, hey, call me Kyle. I'm not, you know, my name's Kyle. I'm young. But at the same time, he's a really hard grader. It's like, so he, the stuff he says about Ayuk after the game, man, say that to Ayuk 
privately? Why are you telling us this? And it seems like you haven't said this to IU. You're just telling us, and IU has to hear this through. I, maybe I'm wrong. He's done that before. Seems, Since the yeah, beginning of last year. It's a little passive aggressive, and it almost feels like what he's saying is like it's not my job to go to Ayuk. If Ayuk wants to hear it privately, he can come to me. And I think they've talked about that. Like Ayuk has worked on going to Kyle's office. It almost feels like office hours, right? I don't know. Yeah. What, in, in college, I was getting B's relentlessly at UCLA as an English major until I figured out that you gotta go to office hours. You gotta meet the TA. You gotta introduce yourself. This is all this political stuff you gotta do. Otherwise, they'll be like, mm, never heard of this guy, B. It's like the uh, kissing of the hand for royalties. Like pretty you got to much. To get that little extra bump, buddy. What do you think of my thesis? Hey, what do you think of it? Oh, it's good. Okay. And now all of a sudden, A, A. So that's what you got to do. Debo Samuel figured it out. There's all these reports that he goes to Kyle's office every day just to chop it up. Meta, and what happens? He gets hella targets. Ayuk, it doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy. Like they, they, there were reports that he would go to uh, Kyle's offense uh, late last year and just stand there quietly. Like, well, that's a good start. But really what – what you need to do is, you know, play this game with Kyle. And if you don't, Kyle will talk about you like this and he'll uh, take away your touches. And it's feels like a, a passive-aggressive game, two yeah. guys who aren't being direct. Debo talks. Debo's direct. I'm sure Christian's very direct. Um, I'm sure Kittle is too. But it's not in Ayuk's nature. And it's not in Shanahan's nature. So it seems like they're just, like, not really talking directly to each other. But with the game on the line, Kyle's not stupid. He knows where to go. So I like that. I don't know. But – as much as I love Ayuk, Ayuk did nothing special on that driver, to be honest. If you watch back that defense, how many, how much cushion they were giving him, and that was every play, slant, 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 slant. Yeah. It was just pretty much at, other than, the, you know, the one where he caught the punt from, yeah. from Purdy when he got hit. So, yeah. great head on a swivel by uh, by Ayuk on that one. But, I mean, no, he, he's, he had a great game. I, I just think, Kyle, the reason why he does that is because the same thing, the young thing, he's not an established player yet. Yes. And yes. also because – he wants him to keep at it because he knows he can be great, and he wants yes. him to be great not only not only for himself but also for Kyle because you know that way he'll keep him and he'll be keeping that great level for years to come. It just strikes me the difference all year. Like Ayuk's been here every step of the way. He's in great shape, playing the best ball of his life, and Kyle's still like, yeah, but he can do better. And like Debo's over here having a down year. He's been well, he's hurt now, but before he was having a down year, slightly overweight, not really explosive. Kyle, nothing. Nothing to say. Same amount of targets, same amount of touches. Like, come on, man. There shouldn't be a double standard here just because you gave one guy all that money and this guy hasn't gotten it yet, even though he definitely deserves it. Like, come on. That's all I'm saying. It's almost like in a way he's going to self-sabotage the offense just going without it. I mean, last yeah. year it definitely was. Like the first six games when he was going away from him, it's like, dude, your offense is going slow. Exactly. Not utilizing him. Yeah. Now, he, now he can afford it because he has McCaffrey, he has other players who are stepping up, and he has a quarterback who's actually good now. So now you can afford it, but we'll see if he's actually going to do know. that, you know, playoff time. They, they, okay, so when Ayuk was in the doghouse in the first half against the Raiders, freaking Purdy had 38 passing yards. 38! I don't know. So, hey, Kyle always has these reasons to be, like, to give tough love to Brandon Ayuk. No, that's the truth. So Kyle has all these reasons to, like, give tough love to Brandon Ayuk, but it always hurts the Niners' offense. So do that in practice. During the game, I, I th you can feature him, man. I think even if he drops a pass – Dude, that never discouraged you with Debo. I mean, Debo drops like three passes a game, and he still gets 12 targets. I'm he just saying. the ugliest routes ever. The ugly. Sorry, he does. What he about Kittle, though? I think it's funny how Kyle talks about Kittle. Um, Kittle is an established vet, one of the older guys in the team. Recently, someone asked Kyle, like, <clears throat> man, Kittle's really doing great with uh, Purdy. Why do you think that is? And he goes, well, you know, Purdy's letting it rip. But also, Kittle's got some really good looks. And... <clears throat> 
he's been fully healthy for the last month, which he hasn't been for a long time, which is like two really funny things to say. Not like, y'all, Kittle's the greatest. It's like, well, I'm getting him open, and he's managed to stay healthy for an entire month for the first time in a long time. So what do you want? What do you expect? So I thought that was, again, Kyle is has a tough time praising. Because when he praises people, he often praises himself. He's gotten some good looks. Okay, Kyle, that's great. So what do you think of <laughs> what do you think of Kyle's uh, impression of George Kittle's bounce back season? Didn't he say that last week, right on the conference yeah, call? Last week. I remember hearing week. that, and I was like, was "Last week, Kyle, just say it's because Brock Purdy actually throws it to him." Because I already have it in my head, and I was glad someone asked that on the conference call. And I was like, "I was like, all right, I'm gonna use this." Qu- Wait, what? I, I'll still use part of it. But, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm. A, I mean, I'm just gonna debunk what he's trying to say. I'm really trying to say, it's like Kyle, you guys have done nothing different because his targets haven't changed, his routes run it hasn't changed at all. It's just the quarterback actually throws it to him now. So really, you should be thanking Purdy for why your offense looks good and why your boy's getting like a lot of looks. So yeah, I, I, I it's definitely again, it's the establishment versus non-established players. I, that's the only way to explain it. Um, the same way because I think he knows that. Kittle's not a complainer that he does everything he does, and especially when he puts him down to block on run or even some password plays if needed be, and does it at an exceptionally high level. So I think because he has to do that, he doesn't have to worry about Kittle's motor or engine like ever, or there might be some of that concern at times with Ayuk, and especially because, again, he's young and he has it out for these guys. Yeah, I just the thing that he said, though, that really concerns me, not concerns me, but it it's what I've been thinking about Kittle for a long time, fully healthy for a month for the first time in a long time, like, yeah, that's the whole thing. And so it's been a month, and he yeah. looks great. But how long can he can he make it to? And if he does, like, I would still trade him this offseason. I know, I know. I just pissed off everyone watching the show. But, like, this is the de- – how long can George Kittle be fully healthy for at a time at this point in his career? So far, it's been maybe two months. And look at him. He looks great. But is it going to be two years? I don't know. Anyway, hey. Shut him to Miami. I, should have, I, just ruined this. I just ruined the show. I shouldn't have said it. I take it back. I take it back. But that's how I feel, man. Like, Wow. So what a you're saying month. is you should sit him this last game since he might get hurt. No. <laughs> That's a guy you might want to sit right there, yeah. SoCal 49ers says the Packers aren't due to beat us last year was their best chance. Only thing that concerns me is that there's last a clear weakness with the Niners is their d- defensive secondary, and uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, the last time the Niners faced Aaron Rodgers at Levi's, Lenore started, got burnt, Niners lost. So I'm just saying. Different version of Lenore. He was in the slot too, I think. No, I don't think actually, came back then. I don't know if the Niners. Okay, he's guarding Devonte Adams. I don't care if you get beat by like the best in the game. That's true. If the Niners make this, he got beat by Devonte Adams again uh, last week. That was uh, a sweet catch, though. His coverage was. wasn't bad either. I had no complaints. That was just a that was just an elite player making an elite play twice on Chavarius Warren. It's like, dude, both coverages were fine. It's just the dudes just yeah, my God. but that's but that's the problem. Like it, that's gonna there's gonna be elite wide receivers that are gonna be making elite plays on Diamador Lenore in the playoffs. Like that's gonna happen. That's the playoffs. So well, he's got to make some plays eventually, man. That's why the, the Warriors was always like they don't didn't have an offense that could respond. Now they do have an offense that can respond. So you'll take that, so, right? So we say so we. I mean, so far in the regular season they do. We'll see what happens in the, in the playoffs. BC Four says if the Niners make the Super Bowl, what song would you both choose for them to run out to? Um, man, that's a hard one because there's so many, there's so many good ones. I'm trying to think um, of like a specifically Bay one that's like hype. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of one. How about "Playing with My Nose" by Messy Marv? That would be pretty <laughs> hey, good. Be better one. than what they came out to in 2019. 
My God. I, I nominate Playing With My Nose by Messi Marv. <laughs> Frank Hanna says, it seems like Kyle wants Ayuk to be the best he can be and motivate him to do the small things. Heard that he needed to, uh, heard, heard that he needed that probably from Herm Edwards. Um, sure. Well, it seems like it's working though. It seems like Ayuk's doing it. Oh, yeah, it's working. And it's like, yo, keep that same energy with Debo. You know? I'm just saying. It seems like Ayuk's been outworking, outperforming Debo all year, but Ayuk's the one that always gets these little, like, you know, red marks from the teacher. Like, actually, you could have done that. You should have indented here. Like, dude, come on. You know my paper was fire. I think Kyle might also, if, if we're going by that, that 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 same line, is he's looking at Debo with a little bit of a blind eye, especially after what he did last year. Because if it wasn't for him, it's like they don't get as far as they do. Maybe. Maybe. F.U. Joe Boo says, uh, Kyle has seen Debo reach the ultimate potential and dominate. Maybe he continues to challenge Ike because he knows that there is more. Yeah, that's why. But we know, but, but I mean, we think there's more with Ayuk. We know that there's more with Debo. We, he's shown it. And you're just going to let him backslide? I don't like it. Josh Wyatt says, until, uh, until the cause of the Hamlin injury is confirmed, how can any player feel safe on the field? Should the NFL postpone the playoffs by a week or two? I mean, I suggested earlier postponing this week's game and pushing it all back a week. I thought that would have been a smart thing to do. Everyone's upset. Everyone's confused. No, there are no answers and there is no resolution with this, with this player. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know about players safe on the field, but I think more so like focus, like focus, like in terms of, especially like, you know, the players actually Some resolution. By it. Yeah. like, like the bills teams and stuff like that. But yeah, I think getting locked in is like not going to be like at a hundred percent. It's going to be definitely diminished. Yeah. Keith Murphy, thank you very much for being a member. Jay Mike, think Kyle Shanahan is strict on wide receivers because he was a former wide receiver in college, and I think he believes the offense starts with how wide receivers perform, catching, blocking, setting up other routes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I All I'm saying is that Kyle Shanahan seems like – I maybe not that he's inconsistent with how he – he just strikes me. I, I compare him to that professor in college where if you don't go to his office hours, you ain't getting the A. And I think that Ayuk hasn't – it's either not his personality or he hasn't figured it out yet that he, that he needs to play that game. That he thinks he probably feels, hey, man, if I do everything I need to do on the practice field, in the meeting room, and on, in the game, that should be enough. No. No. That's what I thought when I went to UCLA. No, you got to go to office hours. You got to shake his hand. You got to meet him. He's got to know your name. You got to have a dialogue. You got to have a conversation. <laughs> I wonder if that's why Kyle's been uh, has gone out after uh, Nick Bosa and George Kill a bit in the last month. This is also like just to show like it's not just not you guys. I need you guys to do more. And I think he's using them as an example. Also, like see what happens when I chew them out. They respond. What are you going to do, Brandon? And I think maybe that was his thing at the end in that Raiders game. The same thing. What those two did. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, Brandon, we're trying to help. Just go to office hours. Just go to office hours, run your thesis by Kyle Shanahan. He'll say he likes it. Shake his hand, go get A. Boom. I figured that out. You're supposed, right. you're supposed to talk to him about off-topic things other than school. That's always a trick. That's always a trick. You don't always talk about, like, if they like sports. That's true. Which That's a handful true. of them do or just say something. Or you just talk about family a lot of times. You tell them what's going on. Dude, they always, like, it's always that personalized thing. If you show them that you're trying and you, like, read and, like, show them, like, you're more than just a student, like, you actually break that wall. And then become they all do that was always they have to like you they have to like you it depends it depends on what your uh major is if you're a math major forget oh there's no way office hours you you just have to know the the freaking equation if you're an english major and they're grading your paper what is the difference between a b and an a i don't know up to them you might want them to like you (laughs) You, 
You know what I'm saying? Because they, they might feel like, oh, I only want to give out a certain amount of A's. And I'm going to give them out to the people I know who came to office hours, who worked hard. I know he read the book. I know he, I, well, I don't know this guy. And so I'm going to nitpick. Uh, uh, he missed his, uh, he missed a comma. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. So I don't know how we got here, but it's, it's, it's the truth of life. <laughs> Actually, it's math does work office hours. It's one of my stats professor I used to do that with would say like, yeah, sometimes he's like, he's like, you know, you got the problem wrong. But I saw the way you wrote out all your notes and everything came out to it. So I gave you some – so I salvaged you some points on all of them that you did, that you showed out. Because at least you were trying. You showed your method. And it's like, all right, cool. But he's like but – he, but afterwards I found out it's because he liked me. So Also, if you if you don't go to office hours and you get that B, what they're doing is they're saying, I don't know you and I'm sending you a message. I don't like this. I don't like that. You could have came. We could have talked. I could have told you what to work on, but you didn't do it. And so now I'm telling you right now in red. Oh, if you go to office hours, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know you. I, okay, so you, I gave you a B last time. I want you to work on X, Y, Z. And then you just show them that you do it, and they're like, all right, well, I got to give him an A. I, he, he followed through. I told him what to work. He, like, they want to give you A at that point. I don't know why we're talking about college dynamics right now, but it's important. If you're watching, a lot of the people who watch my show are in college, I want to say. Go to office hours. I thought this Get was that the a. 49ers show, why office hours is important. Anti-99. I we have some college people in the, in this in this chat are just trying to figure out, like, what's – I mean, well, they're on winter break probably still, but, you know, yeah. start off the, start off the uh, spring semester right. Go to office hours. That's right. Amtod99 says Harbaugh doing his annual coaching tour. Imagine him in Arizona getting the best out of Kyler. Only the 2023 Cardinals are worth talking about. They suck. Would, if if you were Harbaugh, would you want that job in Arizona? Hell or no. Denver? What the hell? Who wants that job? That's the probably... Arizona and Denver jobs are, are toxic. I wouldn't want those. Those yeah. two and then the indie job. Those are the worst jobs. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen in the NFL three jobs that were nearly identical in terms of trash, toxic, and just hell no. At least Indy isn't locked in long term to a quarterback who's way overpaid. They have hella cap space. Hella cap space. But the coach, the coach says the middle child always gets hit the worst. Maybe Kyle's treatment of BA is an indictment of a standard they want out of him that they can't get out of Debo. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I I, I feel that. I like all the different dynamic, like the human dynamics we're trying to place on this. I like that. But they've been doing this since before last season, even before Debo showed his his magnificent yeah. season from last year. I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like Kyle's a little passive aggressive. And I feel like He is. He's he's with that with uh, yeah, everyone. He's a little passive aggressive. And so instead of going to Ayuk, he's gonna say, You need to come to me. And if you don't, I'm gonna talk about it in the press conference. So <laughs> and, and so Debo gets it, goes to Kyle. Um Ayuk I don't know if he doesn't get it or it's not his personality, but he's a little quiet and I, maybe he's socially, you know, social anxiety, whatever, but it's, it's probably not something he wants to do to, to go do that politicking. And so there you get this, you get, you know, Hey, why is I not getting the ball for a half? I don't know. They haven't talked about it. I don't know. Ike's over here. Kyle's over there. They're not talking. They'll t you know what I mean? It's like Debo. I feel like if he doesn't get the ball for a, for a series, he's in Kyle's face. Like, yo, we, we're friends, right? Like, what's going on? Yeah. We, we talk, we hang out. Like, well, why would you not? And so he gets the ball. That's that's the way I see it. But I like the way the coach looks at it too, as a, a family dynamic. Josh Wyatt says, "I don't want to be insensitive here, but a postponement would help the Niners. Debo and Eli uh, could use an extra week. Also, Brock has a rib thing. I think a postponement would help the whole freaking league, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it." For but a second, I was happen. like, who the hell is Eli? And I was like, oh, Elijah Mitchell. I, I, I don't really hear people call him that. I hear Eli. I just think Eli Manning in football, no matter what. True. That's true. Me for a loop. All right, that's the show. Um, 
they're saying in the in the bay there's gonna be like a like a, uh, a cyclone bomb not quite a hurricane but close and so i have 80 miles of driving to do i gotta go down to santa Clara and come back hopefully i make it um I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm prepared if it starts dumping when I'm down there to just get a freaking room in Santa Clara and stay down there. I don't need to risk it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a long drive you got, and there's a lot of stupid people that drive. Hell of stupid people, rain. man. I, I was going to say, what happens if it starts storming by the time they play? Well, supposedly it's going to kick in really hard after three, so they're going to be practiced by then. But what's going to happen like the next – the whole week? It's supposed to be raining hard the next seven days. You know, how how is that – how is the dynamics when it pours down the field? Because I've never seen, know. like, do they cancel practice? Do they just cut it after half an hour? I don't even know how it's They don't work. have anywhere indoor they can practice. No. They don't. They don't. And we saw what it looked like when they had that uh, atmospheric river against the Colts last year. I mean, that's what it looked like. It was, this is pretty like, much the same thing, man. I mean, that. I mean, you were gone, but look, freaking parts of my house flooded. I know wow. there's streets, the 101 by 10 minutes from me flooded. Wow. It was crazy as hell. There's yeah. sinkholes all over Daly City right now. Yeah, I was in Vegas, missed that, but um, so, I, right. so I, I think I can get home by two o'clock today. I think that's I should be all right. Just bring but, your surfboard or your jet ski; you'll get home fine. There you go. Things are gonna yeah. be flooded. <laughs> Diamond DGZ says Ayuk missed a bl- a big crack, black a big crack block on an outside pass in the first half on a run from McCaffrey that got snuffed as a result. I think that's that's part what of I, thought. I, I thought. I thought that's why I mentioned it was like he might have missed some a block or two or something that was key because it couldn't have just been just one drop. Although it would be warranted to go away from from a stretch for a drop because that was egregious and you're supposed to be my best receiver. Don't freaking drop the ball. But I I, I think it has to do more than that because knowing what Kyle does, he measures his wide receiver more than just catches. I feel you. But again, Debo misses blocks all the time. Especially yeah, I'm not this justifying year. why he did paid. that. I'm not justifying. Yeah, like, I totally get it. I get it. I'm sure Kyle had a had a reason. He's a he's a good professor and a tough grader. And if he wants to be a stickler, he could do it. And he wants to be a stickler with Ayuk, maybe for good reason reason i'm just saying brandon if you want to if you want to get out of this level of scrutiny just hang out with the dude daily in his office talk to him kyle what do you want me to do i'll do it just and that's, that's all you gotta do then i guess you're gonna just you're probably not you're probably gonna say hell no he doesn't isn't kyle when the defense is on the field should he go to iu and be like what the hell is that you need to block come on catch the ball or especially block i don't think he needs i to would think so if you want to send a guy a message it's easier to do it verbally in five seconds than to do it over the course of a half maybe by not giving like, him the I don't ball. Have time for this i'm over here looking what the defense did on that i think i don't think he does actually i don't think he talks to anyone because he knows at that time he's looking back on his tablet seeing what they're showing getting his notes from his offensive assistants upstairs so yeah i don't think he talks to anyone he's too that. good and too established it's just third year in the league he's gonna get a thousand yards this year he's too good for for you to freeze him out just go up and talk to him Brandon, make the make the fucking block. You're too good. End of story. And then I'm throwing the ball. Like, are you kidding? Like, that's it. And I, I think the the whole like freezing him out for a half, maybe it's effective, but like it doesn't help your team or your offense. And he's too good. You can't do that in the playoffs, man. You can't have one of these games where Ayuk is in the playoffs. playoffs. Don't do it. We're not gonna just go up and part. tell him, yo, give a block. He make the block. He'll be like, all right, it'll be okay. It's, 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 that'd be the most egregious thing. <laughs> one, not the most, but one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. Yeah, that'd be stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now's be direct. Don't be now's passive aggressive. Now's the time for lessons. Now's the time to win, even if you don't like the way you're winning. Who cares? The win's a win. Be direct. Use your words. Don't be passive aggressive. Be direct. Use your words. Don't be passive aggressive. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, I'll be back tonight with Jesse. Let's, uh, you know, keep me in your prayers. Let's hope I make it. It's gonna don't be raining, man. man. Do you know what? You're gonna probably have to swim. I can swim a little bit. 
Oh, I'm a great yeah. swimmer. Oh, like Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs>